You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. All right, welcome in. It is the Monday edition, and hopefully a lot of you recovering from the weekend. Garth Brooks concert, what, 45,000 people at the concert. None of us uh, attended that, uh, but I know a lot of friends and uh, family that went and enjoyed uh, a great concert there at Protective Stadium. What a great highlight, too, for that stadium. A lot of folks coming away saying, man, had no idea the stadium was as nice as it is. And especially from the club levels and other things, uh, the amenities that are now part of the uh, Birmingham Protective Stadium. But a great uh, night and a successful night, not only for Garth Brooks and for the fans, but again, for the city of Birmingham, getting that rec- recognition and uh, having a chance to get a lot of social media hits as well from that. we got a lot to get into sports. Arch Manning is now making his visits throughout the summer. We'll talk about where all that stands for him and others. we got Andrew Bones will be joining us at 1230 at 1 o'clock. Coming up, Mick Gillespie will join us as well from Bama Insider. We are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. If you were down for the concert, you saw Top Golf as well, but maybe out for USFL games. Whether it's pregame or postgame tailgating, go to Top Golf for Birmingham. You'll absolutely love it. And also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street, Oscar Anderson. Go see all the great folks there 
at Sunny King Ford. Guys, good afternoon. Happy Monday. We have a lot to dive into from all types of stuff in the uh, not only, uh, from college football, NFL, uh, NBA last night. Celtics go down big. Uh, Golden State came back with a big win in game two and uh, much more, even in some Major League Baseball news and notes. But, uh, Lars, how are you, my man? Doing really good. Um, on Saturday, I took my kids to Top Golf. Uh, had to leave early because Farah threw up. Uh, nothing to do with Top Golf food. She just got sick. And uh, But as we're in the parking lot, Garth Brooks was doing his sound check. And uh, so it was pretty cool. We got to hear his sound check. And, um, man, it was just, uh, you could, even then at, at like 3.30, you could sense like the energy and excitement in, in the air. And uh, a lot of people out there tailgating and uh, just sort of like milling around outside of protective life. And, and to me, Matt, it's almost like this was the christening of protective in life. In some ways, I agree. It, it, it feels like it. And because it was just, uh, I think for a lot of different reasons, Garth Brooks was the perfect choice. I'm not particularly a Garth Brooks guy, but uh, I think he was a perfect choice. And it seemed like just on social media... Everybody in Birmingham, except for the three of us, apparently, uh, really? felt like everybody was there. And I have not heard any negative, anything negative. Uh, that, that Garth was great. That the just the the, the vibe was great. Uh, and uh, I think people were, even told me about how cool it was to see the airplanes coming in. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's just uh, I think I, I think, heard that I, too. I think yeah, people really. were just um, genuinely uh, shocked. Almost that that protective life is such a beautiful stadium. Garth Brooks agrees. Said it's the best venue, best crowd he's ever seen. Wow! I mean, that's that's a heck of a lot. But uh, did y'all know he was he was uh, on the track and field team at OSU? I did. I actually knew that. Um, and Oklahoma State. You know, I, I didn't know that till probably so I guess about. I didn't know it right near in the middle of the, when he was big, and I was. Because when I was in college, when all that came out was in the early '90s, yeah, through the, you know till 2000, really, and then he kind of went away, and he kind of made it come back, and he kind of went away again, and actually had this tour planned, I think, more for 2020. COVID kind of shut down a lot of what he's doing now, uh, but uh, now been to get back out there, saw a lot of great footage from uh, what LSU Stadium, Notre Dame Stadium. So I mean, you're talking about great venues that Protective Life or Protective Stadium now has um, a chance to you know be a part of and to be showcased, and he. He, he talked about how that um, this is leading up to it, that during rehearsals, they realized how good the sound was, uh, that it was open air, that, that the acoustics inside of it, he said, were unbelievable. So they recorded a lot of this that they're going to use for some live um, album or live uh, footage and stuff they're going to put out. They said they had the, a lot of the, uh, somebody told me they, they were using the actual USFL drones and some of the cameras uh, in order to film during the concert that uh, they had been using throughout uh, with protective so, uh, stadiums. Who was, pretty cool. was Garth filming this just for his own personal project? I think or? so, yeah. And, and I was even thinking to myself, going, how cool it have been once they sold it out if they would have put it on TV uh, in Birmingham on a live stream or something where you could stream it live and see protective stadium and see like, all the people that were there and all that kind of stuff. I mean, the money you could generate just from that alone is uh, absolutely unbelievable. So well, great, great moment. And as you said, a great showcase. And, and I, I agree. I think it was... Even as much as UAB and these other things that have been there, been a part of Protective Stadium, I don't. I, I think this was the the birth of it. I mean, in a sense, the, yeah. the christening of, of of this stadium and what it's going to mean to Birmingham. Just just a couple more observations, mm -hmm. and I guess we'll, we'll go on and start talking about sports. But uh, the reason that they moved the USFL games 
was because of Garth. Well, guess what Birmingham did? Mm-hmm. They won. It was the ugliest game I think they've played, but they won ten to nine. Yeah. But back to the Garth Brooks thing. That's the most social media conscious pictures posts. Absolutely. National championships. That uh uh-uh, uh mm-hmm. not, nothing I've ever seen like it. Mm-hmm. And then you're scrolling through and they're oh, I know them, I know them, I know them, which was really Really, it, really, it was cool too because it felt like it unified the city in yeah. a way in a way that nothing else has. And and you know, again, I, I, I wasn't there, but just uh, I, I felt like I was almost experiencing it in real time through social media. And uh, yeah, I mean, what a big day in in Birmingham to get the USFL game. They got Comic Con going on <laughs> downtown. Oh, uh, and uh, did any and, of those people dress up and attend yeah, the Garth Brooks yeah. concert? Now that'd but, be funny. And, and I think the the uh, Birmingham police uh, did a great job of getting people in and out uh, for the most part. And uh, you know, I didn't really hear that many complaints about parking. Um, you know, there were, of course, there were concession stand lines and people didn't know where the bathrooms were, but, uh, Hey, that says men and women. Yeah. They're clearly Mark. Uh, (laughs) I've never had a problem going to the bathroom there, but you know, and that was one of the things that they did. They, they, they made it to where I I, I knew the people that were actually building the stadium. And they said that one of the big issues was, or, or big uh, points of emphasis was to make sure there were where so many more women they're restrooms. Huge. They're huge. Yeah. Now, oh, really? But I've been in yeah. the women's restroom. Well, let's, let's clear that. But, uh, the yeah. men's room. I mean, yeah. there are urinals for miles and miles yeah. and miles. But, well, and that's and they wanted it to be that way for that the women would, would be, not have to wait in line like they have in so many other venues. The problem is, yeah. um, you, you, a lot of times you just have more women going to the restroom or other things that are you know they're going together. You know, it's just <laughs> what happens. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, we go with onesies, they go with twosies. Uh, so it's it's part of uh, the construction of what they wanted to do. What does I say though is that a great way for them too to kind of realize what they're looking forward to in July. The World Games is coming. You got multiple events happening: uh, USFL at Legion Field, the Garth Brooks concert, that kind of crowd coming in to downtown Birmingham. It's going to be even bigger than that once the World Games gets here. So big things for the city. Congratulations on um, well, you know. I know Mayor so Woodfin si- is excited about all this happened with all this stuff as well as uh, other uh, city leaders. So. Uh, Got to give him kudos. Uh, congratulations on a great weekend and uh, a lot of great other things that are coming to Birmingham right now. I moved here in 2004, and to me, this is this was that Garth Brooks show is the biggest single event in Birmingham since I got here. I wanted to ask you guys. Huh. Uh, I know like Rolling Stones have been here, okay. uh, Pink Floyd. Has there ever? Uh, I mean, 45,000. Has there been a larger crowd? For a uh, for yeah. a show when yeah. the Stones played at Legion they played at Legion Field yeah, yeah. it was packed were, uh, yeah so Stones yeah. who else sixty seven thousand yeah. Pink Floyd uh, where's Tony Curry I, know, I, I think yeah. I think about some of the bands that I've seen but they've all been at the V the Von Brown Civic I'm in Huntsville <laughs> for goodness sakes uh, or the Amphitheater Verizon. But none of them had forty five thousand. Uh, m- maybe those two. That's a that's about it. Jay, you mentioned that you knew people that constructed it. Mm-hmm. Okay, did they construct it to have that wonderful sound, or did that just happen? I don't know. I, I know that when if they were to turn it up to eleven, <laughs> okay, eleven, okay, <laughs> if they did that, you could probably hear it all the way to uh, maybe Huntsville. Uh, it's really really loud. Um, and and they, they talked about how good the sound system is there. I don't know if they used that sound system inside the stadium because normally you bring your own in they had the, the whole setup in the middle you control that through your front of house they may have i don't i don't know what the, what their setup was 
and using uh, the speakers throughout the stadium. But yeah, I mean that that, that is supposed to be really great, not only from the sound system in there, but the acoustics, all the stuff that happened. And what a, what a great endorsement for Garth Brooks to say that. Because mm-hmm. think about all the other musicians that are out there going, hey, here's a great venue Good to go point. to. Yeah, this this will bring more opportunities to Birmingham for these type of concerts, and we've needed this for a long time. How One much- other note on social media. Mm-hmm. The best post I saw is someone said, thank you, Garth Brooks. I didn't have to stand in line at Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I great. That's pretty that. clever. But, but, Jay, what is your guess that what, – what did Garth Brooks personally make – on Saturday night, how much? What, what is the check that he's going to get? I would, I would think that he probably doesn't get off the bus now for less than two million. I would, it, you know, maybe one point five is the guarantee. Um, but then, would all, that include having to pay his entire staff, like the the yeah. sound guys? Most uh, definitely, yeah. It, it's, it's probably more than that. It's probably three million. I mean, I, I know at one point in time Luke Bryan was. A, I mean, this is back when we were doing when I was part of Rod the South to get him to come in. We had to guarantee him a million dollars, and it was guaranteed up front. You know, you pay that, you pay half of it up front. You had to pay the rest or whatever, and that was a lot of the artists that would come through there. So then they also got a cut of tickets sometimes through their time or what they felt like that they were getting as far as the crowd and stuff coming in. And uh, so I'm sure Garth got the same thing, and then you got merch. You got all that type. Of, it was a huge night, um, you know, for Garth Brooks. Think about 45,000 people. If each person just bought something. You know, some kind of merch or something. I'm yeah. sure they did for Garth Brooks. On Sunday, I saw so many people in Garth Brooks' shirts. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. about what you get for your honorarium? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to step off the bus, yeah. Yeah. step out of your Subaru. <laughs> that's right. Two mil. But you're, but you're, my Subaru. But, but, but you're right. The, 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 <laughs> you exposed me. Yeah. But, but you're right. The overhead. There's so many of those for musicians is so is is really high. Then you have the managers. You got all the people. So many fees you got to pay out. Uh, I think the average for an artist is about thirty percent, between twenty five and thirty percent is what they make. Is it really? I, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, their margins are not 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 good at all. Um, and um, you know that that's the, the one thing that they they battle with. They start, but they have to, in order for them to make money now. Used to you could sell albums. Now the album sales, they're out there. But then now there's so much sharing, and you got all the different ways of getting the music. Um, now they have they they actually you know they promote their music to get the concerts. Used to go to the concert to promote the music. Mm, exactly. Interesting. Yeah, 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 that's the way it used to be. Uh, now it's about uh, the, getting as many uh, gigs as you possibly can. Used to a band could go out and do twenty or thirty or forty uh, big you know gigs in in, a, in, a, in the big large markets, New York, Boston, uh, maybe down come down to the south, go out to California, and they would go to local radio stations and talk about the concert, they had the concert, and then it was about selling albums. Uh, now they do the exact opposite, and they go in and they promote all this. They try to get them, hey, please play my stuff, get as many fans as possible to get them now to come to concerts. And that's why concerts now are went from what twenty five bucks a ticket to now over a hundred dollars per ticket for just like general admission. What was the GA for, for Garth? Ninety bucks? It was something like that. It was. It had to be. I would think. Um, really good tickets are two fifty three hundred. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. All right, uh, we'll continue on the other side, and uh, we're going to get the sports. Archie Manning uh, starts his visits and uh, also some of the uh, roster management moves and things that are happening for a lot of the college football teams. And uh, also the uh, inductees are are actually nominations now for the uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, First-time Hall of Famers on the College Hall of Fame ballot. Tim Tebow is one of those. And also the Big 12, uh, huge revenue. Uh, We'll get into all that and much more coming up on the other side. At the bottom of the hour, we got Andrew Bone will join us. Stay with us. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon, the chance of a few widely scattered showers through the evening hours. The high today, 90, tonight's low, 71. For tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and thunderstorms by afternoon. The high, 91. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 87 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in, and again, presented by Top Golf, driven by Sonny King Ford, Jay Barker Show with Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter. Joining us now is our recruiting analyst and specialist at that, Andrew Bone. Andrew J. Bone is his Twitter handle. That's at Andrew, the letter J, Bone. And I guess the first question is, did you go to the Garth Brooks concert? Everybody's asked that question to us and to everybody else, but uh, how was your weekend? <laughs> it was good. I guess I probably was one of the few that was not at the Garth Brooks concert this weekend, but... That was because I was in uh, in Maryland for a wedding. So uh, I would have probably been there if uh, if not for that. But how you guys doing? Man, doing great. And um, I guess a lot going on right now as far as camps and recruiting. we got Arch now starting to make uh, some of his trips uh, over the next few weeks. And Alabama having guys. And I saw with Juju Lewis, the young quarterback, going to be in it with a ninth grader, I think it is, next year that Alabama's already offered, which he's got tons of offers. And watch some of his highlights looks uh, like to be a really great, great player. Actually, Braxton even talked about it. He said the, we had the high schoolers in. He said, but actually a lot of the younger guys were so impressive uh, that they were working with at the camps and stuff. But tell us about that. What are the camps what, – what, what does this help the coach as far as evaluation? What do they mean? And uh, what will be happening over the next couple of weeks at Alabama with these type of camps? Yeah, well, you know, the thing about these football camps is they're finally getting a chance to uh, you know, see these kids in person. You, know, you get a chance to uh, you know, evaluate – in many different ways, you, know, you get a chance to evaluate kids' film, you know, game highlights, you know, individual games, and then you get a chance to bring them on campus for junior days and go out and evaluate them during spring evaluation periods. But this, these camps are really the first time that Nick Saban gets a chance to see these kids in person and gets a chance to, uh, you know, watch them up close. And you know, for the defensive backs, those defensive backs get a chance to actually work out with Coach Saban. And, and get put through the ringer. So you're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of kids coming to campus this this month. A lot of them are coming to camp. Uh, a lot of them have to camp uh, to to be able to commit to Alabama or to earn an offer from Alabama. But you're also seeing a lot of guys that are coming in that um, you know maybe they have a committable offer right now, and after they work out, they may not have that committable uh, offer anymore because there's some other guys that may have moved up a, ahead of these guys. But what we saw this weekend, what we saw kind of last week, first camp was last Wednesday. They had another camp uh, on Saturday, and we're going to have several more camps throughout the uh, the rest the rest of the month. We're seeing a lot of offers that are getting extended, but doesn't necessarily mean that these kids still can't commit, even even though they're getting evaluated, they're getting offered after camp. What Alabama likes to do is they will offer kids during camp. Some of them have that ability to commit. Some don't because they still want to see some other guys. So let's say Alabama had five wide receiver commitments last year. They're only going to take three this year. There might be a few guys that get offers during camp, but you still have to see what's going to happen with a guy like Brandon Ennis, who's the number one wide receiver in the country that took an official visit to Alabama this weekend. What's going to happen with him and his recruitment? Or Malik Benson, who's the top JUCO wide receiver target in the country for Alabama. 
uh, who's going to be coming in for an official uh, later this month. You kind of have to wait and see what's going to happen with those guys before you go down to your, you know, not necessarily a plan B. You're seeing these guys in person and you're liking them a lot. You're, you're uh, you know, pushing them up the recruiting board. But you may have three guys that are just a little bit ahead. So you got to wait for those three guys to make their decisions before you take some others. So that's kind of what these camps are all about, getting a chance to evaluate. But you're also seeing guys come in for official visits, which Alabama had five official visitors on campus this past weekend. Uh, Brandon Ennis, uh, Cole Adams, who's a wide receiver from Oklahoma, Riley Williams, tight end from uh, from Oregon, uh, Luke Haas, who is a tight end from um, Oklahoma, currently committed to Arkansas, and also Dylan Lonergan, a quarterback from the state of Georgia. So he had five official visitors on campus. So uh, on top of the uh, the camp that was going on on Saturday, you had guys that were uh, touring the campus, getting the academic tour, coaches you know, spending as much time as they possibly could uh, with these guys while they're on campus to try to recruit them, to try to get them uh, on the recruiting board. And it's another big week this week for Alabama with uh, another camp on Wednesday, uh, and a lot of official visitors coming into town this upcoming weekend, including uh, Lars's favorite, Arch Manning. <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll let I'll let Matt ask you about Arch, but uh, I want to stick with uh, Juju Lewis, class of Gulp 2026. Uh, that he now has an offer from Alabama. He just had finished his eighth grade year. One, has Alabama, under Nick Saban, ever offered a kid in eighth grade? And and two, have you had a chance to look at the film? I mean, I know he's got offers from Georgia, uh, Florida, and others, and he he goes to uh, Carrollton High School in Georgia. Um, have you been able to chance to see film on him? No. <laughs> Not really. I mean, okay. you know, I... I know he's a big-time kid, and I hadn't had a chance to sit down and watch his film because until uh, until he visited the other day, I didn't, you know, we didn't know that he was coming into Alabama's camp. So, of course, I was out of town for a wedding all weekend, traveling, and uh, just haven't had a chance to watch his film. But I know he's one of the top kids in the country. And, you know, when you see a kid that is, you know, finishing up his eighth grade or ninth grade year, getting offered by Alabama or Ohio State or Georgia, whoever it may be, a lot of times, they're not committable offers. You know, they're offers that, you know, basically say, you know, we like you a lot. We consider you a top, uh, you know, recruit in the country in your recruiting class, but we are going to continue to evaluate you, continue to watch you to see how things go over the course of the next two years. And as long as you stay on that right track and continue to be one of the best players in the country, you're going to have a spot uh, to commit. We still, we see a lot of, you know, these underclassmen offers and we saw it. We saw a ton of, 24 offers, 2023 offers last summer. You're going to start seeing more 2024, 2025, even some 2026 uh, offers go out throughout this, uh, throughout this month. And yeah, I think we have to kind of go back to, you know, one of uh, Coach Saban's first, you know, eighth graders he offered was Dylan Moses. And, you know, I've seen some other guys that have received offers early on in their career, whether that's in their eighth grade year and ninth grade year or going into their ninth grade year that don't ever pan out. But there are some like Dylan Moses who did pan out and, um, and continue to be that elite player throughout, you know, eighth, ninth, 10th, 11th, and, uh, and then 12th grade. Dylan Moses' younger brother, Keelan, actually received an offer from Alabama last summer 
right after his his eighth grade year uh, in high school. So uh, I guess there's uh, you know, a lot of good talent, a lot of good young talent uh, in the state of Louisiana. But we'll start seeing more of that. But a lot of it is it's all about you know we've identified you as a top target in your recruiting class. You continue to do the right things over the course of the next few years. We're going to continue to hold that offer for you. All right, Arch Manning update. But first, I heard you mention you were out of town. You went to a wedding in Maryland. And I'm not trying to get too personal here, but other than um, Bama Insider and then your book, I'm not sure I know much of your background. Can you give me a brief resume here? Are you from Maryland? Are you born in Tuscaloosa? Do you mind sharing this with us? Uh, sure, I can share that. I can share my life story. Um, yeah, I was not born in Maryland. My friend, my my wife, one of my wife's best friends from college at Alabama uh, is from Maryland. So we went to St. Michael's, Maryland, where they filmed the movie Wedding Crashers this past weekend. So, uh, so we had a uh, we had a good time there. I'm actually born in Tuscaloosa, uh, but I was raised I so. in Gadsden, Alabama, and then went to school at the University of Alabama, and have been covering recruiting since my freshman year at the University of Alabama, which was in 2003. Started covering recruiting for Bama Insider, Bama Insider, Bama Mag, uh, Bama Magazine with Kurt McNair, and. Uh, was also working with scout.com and by my junior year i was working with the tuscaloosa news so i was the uh, recruiting reporter for the tuscaloosa news my junior year in college and also working for scout.com and then in 2012 uh was recruited by rivals.com to uh to come over there and, and been with rivals ever since but um you know that's kind of my story i've covered the entire southeast and now uh just covering the university of alabama recruiting side of things which um you know I kind of realized when uh, about ten years ago, you make a lot more money covering one team than you than you do cover covering the entire Southeast, which so I wouldn't true. have expected back in two thousand three. Because the the long term goal was to be a uh, uh, Southeast or national guy, but um, but yeah, covering Alabama has been a uh, great thing for me. But with Arch Manning coming into Tuscaloosa this weekend, obviously, you know, a lot of eyes are going to be on him, especially with Eli Holstein already taking or excuse me, already jumping on board and committing. Uh, to Alabama and Holstein's actually supposed to be in Tuscaloosa uh, this weekend as well. They had another quarterback on campus this past weekend, Dylan Lonergan. Alabama is clearly saying they want another quarterback in this class. They, you know, the goal has always been to get two. Now, are they going to be able to get two elite guys? You know, probably a little easier said than done. But Manning's still showing some interest, and you know, he, he hasn't um, hasn't eliminated Alabama. So Alabama's continuing to. Uh, to press on we'll see how things go this weekend and you know we say this every single time he takes a visit it always comes out that a new school's leading after every single trip uh you know texas was the leader last week today we're hearing that george is in the lead because he's just fresh off his official visit uh to athens he's coming to tuscaloosa this weekend and then texas next week so who knows how many more favorites uh people are going and this is not arch manning you know this is just reporters fans whoever coming up with their own conclusions. Manning, uh, Arch Manning hasn't given any indication as to which school is leading in his recruitment at all. And, um, you know, I, I feel like, you know, every school that is getting him on campus for official visits this month, it at least feels like they have a chance for them. What was Mac Jones rated? I mean, I know Kentucky was kind of where he was kind of headed and then ends up in Alabama. What was he rated coming out of high school? 
he was a four-star recruit, but was he? A, he wasn't a high four-star recruit. I remember he he attended the uh, the rivals five-star camp uh, during the summer before his senior year. You know, did really well there. Um, you know, had a four. Uh, uh, not necessarily a high four-star ranking, but he was a four-star recruit, was committed to Kentucky, you know, had a lot of other offers, but, um, you know, you just never really expect to to see. You, know, you don't often see two quarterbacks in one class, but Alabama was able to get him to flip his commitment away from Kentucky, which, um, you know, <laughs> who knows how well he would have, uh, how many years he would have started at Kentucky if he would have. Uh, gone to Lexington, but right. I think he's pretty happy with the decision uh, yeah. that he made. And uh, you know, and even though he had to wait uh, four years before he started, uh, it turned out um, as good as he probably ever hoped for. Yeah, and I, I guess my point is that he needed development. Man, when he got there, how, remember how skinny he was? Oh my gosh, I went to the, the first oh, yeah. uh, spring that he was there at practice. I'm like, this kid's going to get broken in half, but he still had that kind of cocky attitude, and he was uh, crazy out there with the uh, scout team having a good time and stuff. And then developed into an unbelievable quarterback, you know, first-round draft pick. So maybe that's the kind of guy that Alabama finds if they can develop uh, like they did with a guy like Mac Jones. Andrew, thank you for your time, my man. we got to run, but uh, always great stuff. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. See you. All right, man. You too, brother. Have a great weekend. That's uh, at Andrew J. Bone. Andrew J. Bone is his Twitter account, and uh, we'll uh, continue to have him on each week updating us on that. Antonio Langham, Chris Samuels, congratulations. Name to the 2023 College Football Hall of Fame ballots. So we'll uh, talk about that. I think 80 uh, was the total that is on the ballots. We'll get into that and much more dealing with uh, college football on the other side. Stay with us. We're live from AVX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country. And Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC. Letter O. Again, we were talking about uh, as far as Antonio Lang and Chris Samuels, part of the Alabama guys that are uh, now listed on the ballot for the 2023. Is that right? Hall of Fame? I think it is. Yeah. Uh, ballots. And uh, so Class congratulations to them uh, on that being nominated. And uh, now I think it's about 80 total players that are nominated on the ballot. Uh, some other notable uh, guys as well throughout the SEC. Some coaches, Mark Rick being one of those, Frank Solich being another uh, from Nebraska, and also had a great run. For him as well, uh, where youngster at Ohio, at Ohio, That's Ohio right. University. Yep. Yep. So uh, a lot of great uh, things happening there. We got more college football news to dive into as well, and uh, some of the uh, news and this we'll get into. But uh, let's stay here for one second uh, on this. Congratulations, everyone, Antonio, our teammate, uh, my teammate on on the field, our teammate here in the show as well, who's with us throughout football season, and uh, just uh, could not be more happier for him uh, getting the uh, the nomination. So congratulations, Antonio. Chris Samuels, who had a chance, he came in right after I left, and uh, just an excellent uh, human being as Antonio is as well, and great, great guys, worked hard, and uh, had uh, not only great college careers, but also also great NFL careers, but um, really great to have those two guys up for nomination and uh, representing the Crimson Tide. Yeah, I think the the headliner of the entire list of, of players and former coaches is Tim Tebow. 
Um, I would expect Tebow to be first ballot in. Um, also, uh, Alex Smith, who played at Utah, uh, you would think that he, man, he he was so good at Utah. Um, number went ended up going number one overall. Uh, Kajana Carter, man, in college at Penn State, I don't know if I've he's like top five running back I've ever seen. Uh, Ryan Leaf, who I I may or may not be doing a project with, um, a former Washington State quarterback. Um, Oklahoma State receiver Justin Blackman. I uh, don't know if you guys remember him. He had uh, real issues once he got to the to the NFL. Uh, Oklahoma linebacker uh, Rocky Kalmus, and then uh, Jay, as you mentioned, uh, the, the the three coaches here are, are Frank Solich, uh, Larry Coker, won a national championship at Miami, and uh, former Georgia and Miami coach Mark Richt. Um, of those three, let's just stick with those three, Matt. Those coaches. Uh, who would you vote for if you had a vote and you had to vote for one coach and it's between Rick Coker and Solich? Um, golly, what, I guess you have to kind of have your own personal criteria on how you're going to rank them. Yeah. Um, although not fair and I would consider other parts of his resume, but winning a national, winning a natty is a big deal. And of those three, only one did, right? Yeah, that's true. Coker. And, he just, he uh, just wasn't around that long, though. And uh, but see, I guess I'm being a as homer. a head coach. I, I based on his achievements, uh, although he never won it all. Maybe it's because I like him personally. Mark Rick mm. might be the one that gets my vote, and that's probably very partial. And I and you know what? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Antonio's not already in. You know, he was on the ballot a couple of years ago, and yeah. How, how do you not vote for TD43? If I had a vote, I, I guess if you're in Oregon, maybe you just don't <laughs> care. Maybe you're too stoned to vote. <laughs> that could be. Uh, yeah, Chris Samuels. You'd think Chris Samuels would be in. I mean, he was what, one of the most dominating offensive linemen in Alabama history, right, Jay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Rett, uh, running back from Georgia, or sorry, from uh, uh, Florida. Um, Garrison Hurst. Another uh, Willie Galt. You guys remember Willie Galt? Uh, Absolutely, wow. but mo- uh, maybe more so with the Bears. I think, his numbers I think, at Tennessee are not I, that mind-boggling. Yeah, he his numbers at Tennessee career uh, eighty nine. He caught eighty nine balls for fourteen hundred yards, um, but uh, he also he he set the the, the record setting mark as kickoff and punt returner uh, and set six SEC records in those categories. And um, in 1980, tied the NCAA record for most touchdowns by kickoff return in a single season with three. I don't know. I don't think Willie Galtwood is, is going to make it. But uh, how about Tim Couch? Boy, his numbers was just, they were just unbelievable. That was Hal Mummy, right? Hal Mummy, yeah. 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 I just, We've I mean, talked about the importance of Hal Mummy just in the evolution of the game. How many guys, what does it talk about how many guys actually get, uh, actually from the ballot get picked? I didn't see that number. Of the eighty, yeah, <sighs> my guess would be a dozen. I don't know. That's what's crazy. And and so you think about just all the great like Cornelius Bennett, he's not in. Uh, he's been nominated a few times, right? I mean, that's uh, I think Don Hudson, another one that's that's not. You, you think Don Hudson? I mean, he's got the the uh, place named after him up there. The Don <laughs> Hudson. Uh, yeah, there's a there's so, a Hudson next to Nitsky, yeah. next to. Uh, Star, there are yeah. all kinds of buildings. What, yeah. what am I telling you? For? Yeah, the Don Huston practice facility. Yeah, whatever that's it. Is. it yeah. That's it. But um, yeah, a lot of uh, great players and just tough to make it in. You know, you talk about with with Chris and with Antonio. Um, you know, 
they're more front of mind, I would think, to a lot of the voters. Maybe they're voting in these ballots. Maybe that helps. Um, you know, so maybe that's something that would kind of go their way. But uh, just to be nominated is uh, what an honor uh, for these guys and uh, a lot, of, a lot of great players you see there on that particular list. May I just give cause for one other, and that's Greg Carr, who uh, when I first started in television in this market, uh, Greg Carr had just gotten out of Woodlawn, I guess, and had gone to Auburn, part of Pat Dye's first classes. And uh, he was just a great player, very smart, intelligent guy. He's an um, orthopedic surgeon now, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, very successful, I might add. But I think of all of his qualities, one that uh, kind of always jumped out at me, man, that guy was humble. I mean, if you looked up humble in the dictionary, there's a picture of Greg Carr. But he was a multi-year All-American and um, I got to know him at Auburn um, because we were really close to the same age, believe it or not. And I found him to be one of the classiest guys I've ever been around. So vote for Greg Carr. Vote now. Don't vote off. Don't you think uh, Tim Tebow is first ballot? He's, I think he goes in. Yeah. Don't you, Jeff? I do. Two-time national champion. First sophomore ever to win the Heisman. Um, and he's he's right at the front of mind of everybody because yeah. of his work with the uh, SC Network and ESPN as well. I think that does uh, tend, to, tend to help. All right. We'll continue. More to come uh, on the other side as we wrap up hour number one. Stay with us. It's Jay Barker. So Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon, the chance of a few widely scattered showers through the evening hours. The high today, 90. Tonight's low, 71. For tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and thunderstorms by afternoon. The high, 91. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 87 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Again, as we continue wrapping up hour number one and uh, coming up at 1 o'clock, Mick Gillespie going to join us from Bama Insider. Our thanks again to Andrew Bone talking about Arch Manning and starting his visits. Uh, Georgia's past weekend, Alabama coming up this weekend, and uh, everybody's watching to see where he might end up if he would make a decision in the summer, and uh, you would think he would. I mean, and the reason why, because what do quarterbacks do? They want to go out and recruit other players to come play with them, receivers, running backs, offensive linemen try to build that team but uh we'll continue to watch that also uh, big 12 boasts 426 million in revenue uh so uh the revenue streams continue to get bigger and bigger for college uh athletes so uh, a lot of things uh, to get into there but we were talking about the inductions uh into the hall of fame some of the guys tim tebow definitely uh there is uh, one of the guys that will definitely be a part of that 
But um, and um, I, I think, as you said, Lars probably. There's no doubt he'll probably be a first timer uh, going into the Hall of Fame. But um, the, the camps are going on right now in Alabama. The camps are going on other other college campuses um, and and other programs. This is the time of year where you're finding some of that new talent. Can you imagine though, guys? I mean, I, I was just thinking about this um, this morning as I was kind of watching some of the Juju Lewis tape and stuff. He's a, going into ninth grade, already been you know offered scholarships by all these different colleges making all these great trips, and he, he deserves them. He, he looks to be a really great player. He looks to be a great kid as well and has really developed uh, over the years and uh, really kind of kind of ahead of his time, I guess you might say, as far as how old he is um, and the way that he looks on the football field. But, I mean, what's he going to be worth in four years? Yeah, I mean, you start talking about, you know, from recruiting and with all the new on three media and all the new, you know, with Bama Sider and all the different groups that are out there, um, you know, used to, you know, you got noticed or whatever else, but now they can build off of that, their social media. I think this is going to go back. NIL is going to go back even in high school. I hate to say that. I hate, hate to even put that in the minds of anybody out yeah. there, but how are you going to restrict it? I, don't I mean, know. If, if you're. Could, could this guy go right now? What would be a popular where? item oh, yeah. for an eighth or a ninth year old? What, 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 what nine year old? Can you think, it's a lot of stuff. He's Raiders. six years older than Lincoln, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine Lincoln in I would six say years? video having... games, but. People yeah. play video games in college. Well, they too. do, but it would be video games. It'd be any type of, uh, you know, whether it's music, whatever. I mean, the key is building that following. And if you're getting a lot of attention uh, through, um, you know, being recruited, now you're building your social media. Um, I, I, I can't imagine what these guys and, – and the problem, too, is how people are going to perceive them, whether it be, a, you hate to say this, family members, um, uh, extended family members, people around them, coaches, agents, managers – they start seeing dollar signs and go, uh, here's a kid. Can you go to the grade. guy's and, uncle and, and, and say, hey, here's a BMW? By the I, way, well, can't you steer yeah. him this way? I mean, that's probably been going on for a long time, Matt. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> More I don't than just mean to sound ignorant of that. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. But I mean, now the, can the you dollars, do it above board? Well, I, I don't know if you can do that still. I think you have to um, – he could go himself to a dealership and say, hey, I'll do a whatever post, but I need two cars, one for me and one for my uncle. So, I mean, he wouldn't have to tell him who it's going to, but uh, now it's based on his name, image, and likeness. Do so, really, so, really good SEC quality women's basketball players, do their fathers get approached? They do. And <laughs> if so, what are you getting? <laughs> <Yeah>. Free chicken. <laughs> Free chicken. <laughs> Lifetime supply. That's right. That's um, about it. Guys, we didn't get a chance to get into this late last week, but uh, I now have – I, I, I really like Ryan Day at Ohio State. I like him even more now because he was so honest on Thursday morning, last Thursday morning, yeah. he was speaking to uh, business leaders in Columbus, and he said, look, we have cobbled together a blueprint of how what other schools are offering, and the total price tag it will take for us uh, at Ohio State to be at the top of college football is $13 million a year. And and that does not go to the whole 85-man roster. That goes uh, to the 26, basically, players uh, that, you know, that, that they've calculated that they need to win a national championship. So the math is 550000 a year for your top 26 on the roster. It just blows my mind. This. I mean, I mean just... you know, if Jimbo would have just come out and said that, yeah. everything would have just gone away. But but Ryan Saban Day probably wouldn't but Ryan react. Day was just uh, I, I just thought it was an incredibly honest assessment of where we are right now and um, 
you know, uh, the athletic director at Ohio State, he said that the school is entering into uh, pay-to-play agreements, and um, there's a kid in the class of twenty to twenty, class of twenty twenty-three. Wow, class of twenty twenty-three, a kid has a deal for Ohio State that could pay him more than eight million dollars by the end of his junior year. He's not even enrolled, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, he's still it, it, in high school. That so is, he could be driving around yeah, whatever Ohio he wants. State, or... Ohio State has two collectives that are working uh, sort of behind the scenes, and uh, they're also going to lean on local businesses. And I believe Columbus, Ohio is the biggest town in all of the Big Ten, of all the, where all the Big Ten schools are located. Is this the death of college football or college athletics to some degree, or is it going to make it even better? Um, because more players are going to want to play uh, at certain places. I don't know. It, the rich will get richer, and uh, we always see that all the time. we got to get out. Uh, we appreciate uh, joining us first hour. Join us second hour. We come back here live from AVX. Jay Barker Show with Lawrence Anderson, Matt Coulter. we got coming up Mick Gillespie from Bama Insider. We'll be back. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa and they came over. And, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community but, more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
800-242-6269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. 
Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two. We're live from AVX. We're presented by Top Golf Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf. You'll absolutely love it. We call it the bowling of this generation, whether it's uh, getting out with coworkers, family, friends, birthday parties, uh, bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, uh, all types of charity events as well to raise a ton of money for a lot of our local charities uh, here and uh, throughout the state. But uh, go out to Top Golf. You'll love it. We're tailgating after, before the USFL games. A lot of you saw it this weekend as well. During that Garth Brooks concert, Top Golf for Birmingham, you'll love it. Also driven by Sonny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sonny King Ford. Congratulations to my former teammate, uh, not only on the field, but also here, our teammate on the radio, Antonio Langham, and also Chris Samuels of Alabama there uh, getting uh, put on the ballot for uh, hopefully an induction in the College Football Hall of Fame in 2023. So congratulations to them on that. And uh, we got more College Football news and notes to get into. But right now, let's welcome in. Bama Insiders Mick Gillespie. He joins us each and every Monday, and always great to have him on. So, Mick, how was the boat this weekend? How was the weather? Were you down in Fairhope? Or <laughs> I talk to you about it every every time we get you on. You're like, nope, I'm in Chattanooga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I was in Tennessee. I'm actually back here today, though, for so the next two weeks. Oh, good. Going to be working uh, some games down here on the coast, so I won't be too far from home. And I'm actually uh, in my home studio right now. It's um, got to change things up for the new year. That's what I'm working on. But the weather down here is great. I was just looking at the boat a second ago thinking I needed to get it out in the water. That's awesome. So um, everybody's talking about Arch goes to Georgia, and we're talking to Andrew Bowen earlier. He'll be at Alabama this weekend. Alabama looking to try to sign uh, two quarterbacks. But, man, the numbers, the money, uh, we were looking at some of the, uh, the quotes from Ryan Day last week, and uh, we're talking about Juju Lewis, who's the quarterback Alabama just – uh, offered as an, an eighth grader going into ninth grade next year, the money is just getting crazy. Uh, Day says it's going to be about five hundred what fifty thousand dollars for your top twenty six, so yeah. a total of thirteen million a year. Thirteen million a year uh, for, for the them to put in or to have the type of recruiting class they need to win. I just kind of get your take on all that and and how things are changing so quickly and rapidly. And gosh, if you're an eighth or ninth grader getting a commitment, how much value is that kid going to have in the next four or five years? I'm kind of torn, you know. I mean, I, I, I always go back to uh, there was a guy named Joe Smith who was um, like a first round, first overall pick in basketball at University of Maryland. I, when I was a kid, I remember going to the Maryland basketball game and then going to the, uh, you know, the, the team store and seeing his jersey in there. And, you know, everybody wanted one and, and, and knowing that he wasn't going to get any of the money for it. You know, which made no sense to me when, you know, everyone wanted to wear that number 32 because of him. And then you translate that into, you know, Alabama. I mean, Jay, think about all the number 12s that you sold. You know, when I got to campus at Alabama, uh, everybody had a 12. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jay, maybe if you wore 12, everybody would. Now, you know what I mean? Number seven, Jay, you know what I mean. Oh, what a well, great well, discovery. Well, well. Let's just pretend. But, but it no, was our 12th no, national championship. Though, there was another, okay. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, 12 championships, but yeah. every, everybody did have sevens, and they still do have sevens. You know, or if you're Tennessee, it's six, you know, 16 for Peyton Manning. I know it would have been nice mm-hmm. for people like you that went out there and paved the way to have, you know, made some money off of those jerseys, you know, like that, that they helped sell. 
Uh, and then you go to the games and there's, you know, millions and millions of dollars in the stadium and the, and, and NCAA is like saying, Hey, you know what? I, I can't give you, uh, you know, like you, you, your, pa- your family can't fly here, um, with somebody paying for it, you know, or you're not allowed to have an extra meal. You know, it was just ridiculous. Some of the rules, right? Well, now we're kind of on the other side of this. Um, and, 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 it, and it's scary because it's not amateur athletics anymore. You know, so what does that mean? I mean, this is, you know, it's, it's a pro sport. And we can, we can pretend that it's not, but I just don't know how you're going you're gonna to fix this without, you know, going to, uh, you know, Congress and, and having the politicians get involved and, and set some kind of rules up. Because, uh, like Nick Saban said, I mean, if, if, even if the NTA was to try to do something about it, then, uh, you know, they're, you're gonna, they're going to end up getting, you know, sued anyway. You know, um, so uh, it, it, it for Alabama, you know, we better go and get all of these big time uh, boosters that we got out there. The, you know, the Paul Bryant Juniors and the, you know, and the Drummonds and everybody else that has money and, and hope that, you know, we're able to, uh, to, 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 to keep par with all these other schools. Because it, the way that things are set up right now. Uh, if Alabama's not, they're going to be left behind. And Nick Saban, I mean, I don't know how many years he's got left. I, I hope it's a long time, but, you know, he's, he's getting up there in years. Eventually he's going to retire. And then, you know, what's going to happen after that? So the, the entire system right now is, uh, is changing. I don't think for the better, uh, on one hand, but on the other hand, it is fair that, you know, guys that wear number seven and sell a lot of number seven jerseys and not 12, Jay, but seven that they deserve to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> I want to I, I switch topics here to uh, Brian Harson, And uh, this is uh, something that came up when we were talking with Jonathan Hutton from uh, OutKick last week. And, and Jonathan, he, he contends that there is no magic number of games that Harson has to win. Like, he, he's gone no matter what. Uh, do you agree with that assessment? I mean, Harson, he's been trying to do little things to remake his public image. He was out at Talladega kissing babies and, you know, all that stuff. But, uh, is there any, is there any way do you think that Harson survives one more season? Yeah, I like those guys up there in Nashville. Um, but I, I don't agree with that. I, I think that there, that he could keep his job. You know, what he's got to do is, is, is coach and have the team play like they did in the first half of the season. Uh, Auburn, he did a good job up until, you know, the, the guys started getting injured. And, I mean, I think we were really unfair to Brian Harson, at least, you know, some of Auburn's fan base. And, um, and, and look, I, as an Alabama guy, a guy that graduated from Alabama, a guy that knows Jay Ward number seven, uh, big fan. <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, as, as I'm, I'm always happy when Auburn's not doing well, but I didn't think that it was really his fault. I felt like when uh, Bo Nix got hurt that that really killed uh, the chance that that team had to be good. And I thought that he brought a lot of structure to the program. Um, I think that he wanted to get to have success uh, faster than probably the talent around him would allow, you know, with all of the guys that left when they, they moved on from Gus. But, but I thought the guy did a pretty good job. I mean, look, they almost beat Alabama. And at the beginning of the season, when they were healthy, they were a really good team. So um, with that said, they had more people transfer. It's going to be tough for them to maintain. And, and they lose, you know, if they lose to Ole Miss and Arkansas, and, and they'll probably lose to Alabama, and they lose to Georgia, they start piling up those losses, then Jonathan Hutton's 
pretty pretty close to being right. They're going to get rid of him. He's on a very hot seat down there, and I think that Auburn knows that, first off, they should have never hired him. I agree with that, too. They should have gone out and done the thing that you do in college sports when you're in Alabama. You go out and get somebody that's proven, that has a name, that has recruiting success in the South. They went and got someone that no one around here ever heard of. And, uh, you know, and like some of the players that left the program said, you know, hey, he didn't really get the South. And, and I think that's a big part of the job. I think they should have uh, backed up Jimmy Rain's Brink truck and uh, gotten Mario Cristobal. But <clears throat> Miami got that. Maybe that's where he wanted to go anyway. Okay. I'm going to totally change topics as well. Let's go to NCAA college baseball. If I'm picking teams I'm going to face in the uh, Super Regionals, it ain't Auburn. Auburn scored 21 on Friday or Saturday. When they won 21 to 7. Folks, that's that's not football. And then yesterday the the game um, got suspended in play in the 7th and they were already beating UCLA National Powerhouse 9 to nothing. It looks like they will host their first Super Regional. This is hard for me to believe ever in the history of Auburn baseball. Um, so Auburn is in, they are certainly on everybody's radar now. And then meanwhile, so is Jordan Beck who flipped off the Kentucky outfield, but uh, maybe we're not going to talk about that right now. What do you think of Auburn? Well, look, I Georgia mean, Tech's guy, outfield, they, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it. I, I, I love to talk about Tennessee. I watched those games, um, but, but I'll start with Auburn. They had a guy hit home runs from both sides of the plate in the same inning. And what's crazy is that it yep. happened not just at Auburn, but it happened at, at uh, East Carolina uh, in the, on the same day, which I, I just couldn't believe. I mean, like, you know, as a kid, I, I used to watch Eddie Murray, uh, one of the great switch hitters and a, uh, you know, Hall of Famer with Baltimore. And he, he had power from both sides of the plate. And, you know, I tried to switch hit. Uh, and I wanted to twitch it like Eddie, you know, and then Mark Deshera came along just like me, except he was really good at it and, and broke Eddie's record in the major leagues, right? Um, and then these kids are doing it in the same inning, you know. So um, Auburn's got to finish up UCLA today. Um, you know, they've got a big lead when the game was suspended, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm guessing Auburn's going to win. Uh, I'm excited about some of the games that are going to be played today. Um, you know, Maryland had a great come-from-behind win, a couple of dramatic wins to force uh, a championship game today against UConn. Arkansas is playing today. They have a chance to make it. Uh, and then you talk about Tennessee, and I, I've watched a lot of Tennessee. Uh, th- th- this team is, I mean, like, <laughs> they, they love the role of just kind of being, you know, like these bad guys. And, and uh, they have these huge innings. They took care of things against Georgia Tech yesterday. But I will say this, like, Luke Lipsius, their shortstop, if he doesn't, if he keeps sitting back on balls, they're going to end up losing one of these games because of, him defensively. I mean, he can hit, but I, I, I watched him this weekend and, you know, the, a lot of routine plays he's not making it short. And I haven't watched enough of their games to know why that is. But with that said, you know, those guys just absolutely hit every time you turn around, like somebody's hitting a home run. So they got a matchup with Notre Dame this weekend that should be interesting. This is a, this is a really fun year uh, for college baseball. And, uh, you know, and East Carolina is a team that I wouldn't want to play right now either. All right, we'll continue with more with uh, coming up, Bam Insiders. Mick Gillespie on the other side. We'll talk some more Alabama sports with you, maybe some more college baseball as well. Stay with us as we continue here at live from ADX 
Jay Barker Show, Monday edition. Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon, the chance of a few widely scattered showers through the evening hours. The high today, 90, tonight's low, 71. For tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and thunderstorms by afternoon. The high, 91. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 87 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back in, and Mick Gillespie continues to join us from Bama Insider with us each and every Monday, and sometimes multiple times throughout the week, and I love getting his take on all things Crimson Tide, and we've been talking a little college baseball as well. Uh, we were talking about this uh, earlier as far as just with this NIL. Mick, do you think it's going to get back to high school at some point in time? I mean, do you think kids are going to be in 8th and ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade that can go and make money off their name, image, and likeness based on their social media platforms, based on just the attention that they're getting because of you know getting a commitment or an offer from the University of Alabama. How far back do you think this NIL stuff's going to go, and can can they stop it legally from it not happening? Man, that's a good question. I don't know that you can stop it legally. You know, I mean, like, what, what are you going to do? I mean, I, 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 there's no telling how far this is going to go. But I'm, I think that, that they'll be able to do it legally. I think that you're right. Like they, People will, uh, you know, guys like Arch Manning, who uh, command a, a huge presence, you know, uh, will, will be able to cash in. I mean, I, I thought that's kind of what the whole Supreme Court decision that opened all of this up was about. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know... Uh, that it's going to be something that that will affect you know a huge majority of high school kids, but I think that some will be able to take advantage of it. Sure. So Alabama just offered uh, eighth grader Juju Lewis, quarterback out of Georgia, a scholarship. And, and for the record, Matt, um, Nebraska was one of the first schools to offer. So it's going to be it's going to come down to Alabama and Nebraska, I'm sure. Uh, basically, every school, every school, every school in the country has offered this kid. Uh, you sir, can't say eight, that about eight, the national eight, champion. Well, just what's your reaction to uh, Nick Saban offering an eighth grader? My reaction is the guy must be really good. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, yes, I, I've never seen him play, you know, but obviously if, if he's getting offers, uh, you know, as an eighth grader, then, then there's a reason why. One thing I will tell you, though, is like as a play by play broadcaster of many sports for many years, you you can tell and it doesn't really matter how old someone is, but you can tell how good they are by how easy they make the game look. Great example for me is when I was broadcasting county high football on, uh, I think it was on the old WTVC with my, with, uh, Ronnie Corals over there. The late, great Ronnie Corals, uh, hired me to do it. I worked with Ryan Fowler. The two of us used to call the game together. 
And um, there was a guy named Bo Scarborough that was playing for uh, Northridge. And I want to say maybe he was a sophomore, maybe he was a freshman. I, I can't remember. It could be a freshman. I don't know. But look, the guy was so much better than every single player on the field. It was unbelievable. And County High was really good then. And they, they just couldn't stop him. And it, and it wasn't like the, the, the plays that were being drawn up were like some incredible play. It was like student body left, student body right. And he just run through people, run around people. Like, it, I mean, the only thing that slowed him down was that he just got tired of running so much, you know? Uh, and, and that's how great players, you know, guys like that look. I mean, and you knew that he was going to play somewhere like Alabama where he did, but he could have gone anywhere and played. Uh, and so I'm guessing that this kid's probably like that, even, uh, you know, even maybe even more so. Hey, can I jump back to uh, baseball again? Going going to a deeper dive about Tennessee, you, I guess you did really when you started talking about the shortstop. So that's kind of, I'm kind of chewing the cabbage a, a few times here. Just back to the teams that are in now, UT, Virginia Tech, Texas A&M, Texas, Notre Dame. You've got several games to be decided and, who's going to host uh, regionals and all uh, the super regionals. Uh, is there a team other than Tennessee that you like? Cause I really, really like the volunteers to win it all. Well, it's so tough to win it all. You know, even with the amount of, of, you know, pitching that they have, you know, bringing in a bunch of guys that can throw, you know, and, and even with all the hitting that they have, you know, they've had to come from behind with some pretty big deficits already, you know, and I don't think they've played their best baseball, but, it's it, it at this point, you know, Virginia Tech's got uh, uh, Coach uh, Chef, who was at Maryland before, and now he's down there. And it does not surprise me one bit that he has turned Virginia Tech into a you know already a, a contender for the national championship. And so I I, I like them a lot, I, and partly because I like him. Um, you know, East Carolina's been playing good. I, I don't know that a, a team out of that conference. Um, is going to be able to, uh, you know, to do something. I'll tell you, dark horse, they got to win today, right? But if, I just have this feeling that Arkansas last year they they were kind of like Tennessee, you know, like they 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 won the regular season and they won the tournament, right? And then they got into the postseason and something happened and they fell apart, right? This year was a big disappointment. You know, they didn't play really well. I mean, they were okay, but not up to their standard. And all of a sudden, you know what? They're, they're a game away from getting to a super. Um, those teams that have the talent, you know, like think about it like this. When Virginia lost to, um, to uh, um, what was that school? Baltimore County. Maryland-Baltimore County in the, in the tournament, a one versus 16, right? They came back and they won the national championship the next year. You know, you get, you get into that spot, you have that disappointment, and then all of a sudden you're back in it again. You know, the expectations might not be as high, but your team knows how to win. They could be a team to keep an eye on. And, and, and look, I mean, Auburn's starting to play pretty good baseball. The, I was wondering how good the SEC is. Well, this weekend really kind of gives you an idea. We knew the SEC was probably good. Uh, they're, they're really good. And so, um, you know, maybe Auburn could be one of those teams, too. They're going to be in a super and uh, they've played about as tough of a schedule as anybody. One of the uh, <clears throat> topics we have not talked about on the show, but it, it even I just want to get your thoughts on it because I, I really admire the guy, and I, th- I think a lot of his tweets and things that he puts out on social media now getting back into coaching this, 
the former Army coach Gene Chizik, uh, now headed to North Carolina to be on Mac Brown's staff. Uh, getting back into it after a stint uh, that he's been out for a while since you know winning a national title, then having a rough year, uh, Malzahn coming in, taking over. Uh, he got into commentating, said he wanted to do it for family reasons, and now getting back into coaching. Um, you know, this is a great opportunity for him. I mean, he could eventually step into that head coaching role once Mac Brown decides to step down. Yeah, look, I mean, it, it, you're going to find out real quick, too, um, what his future is going to look like because last year was an enormous letdown for uh, UNC. I, I got to think that, of you know, all the disappointments in last year's college football schedule, they've got to be right up at the top because I thought they were going to contend for a national championship, and they did. You know, Mac Brown looked really old last year. And uh, the year before that, he, he looked like he had found the fountain of youth. You know, so winning and losing will do that to you. Um, so if, if Gene Chizik's defense comes out and plays the way that, that um, you know, that, that we saw when he was at Auburn, you're right, Jay. I mean, he, he might have just stepped into a really good situation in, in Chapel Hill. Uh, if they struggle – like they did last year, it could be the end of him. He might be right back on TV. Hey, uh, you got a quick comment on the NBA? Uh, Golden State just chewed up the Celtics, bit them out last night. I think we could kind of see that coming, but the Celtics are going back to Beantown one and one. I think that's just a huge win. I'm, I, it wouldn't surprise me now if they won it all, would it you? No, you know, anytime you put Larry Bird on there, no, I'm just kidding. Look, I, I like the Celtics. Um, uh, I, I, what number did he wear? I, I, uh, 33. He's the guy that hits all the three points. Yeah, you know what? Oh, you remember that they, one. You can remember Bird, yeah. but not Barker. I do remember. I'm sorry, Jay. I mean, I don't know what – and your picture's on my uh, wall. I, I don't even know what I would, what's wrong <laughs> Wait with Wait a minute. Look, that's a little scary in its own right. It's not even a football picture. Look, it's Daniel Moore. He, 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 he's the one that painted. Just, but look – the, the bottom line is this, is that um, Williams looked like Bird in game one. They need him to have more games like that where he's just on the outside bombing away, yep. and, the, and it gives the Celtics a chance. So I, this is a really good matchup. Mick, we're going to get down. I keep telling you that. Um, we we, we got to get down to Fairhope and uh, spend time. We'd get on that boat and go out and have a good time. be fun, fun, fun times. I'd love right. to see you guys, and it's great to talk to you, too. All right, man. Hey, thanks, thanks Mick. Mick Gillespie from Bama Insider. A lot going on for him throughout the week. You can check him out, Bama Insider. A lot of shows that he does on Bama Insider Live and uh, on YouTube channel as well as Facebook Live. And uh, you'll absolutely love all the content and stuff that he puts out each and every week. Matt, what you got? Question I've never asked, having known you 33, 34 years, something like that. Something like that Here's yeah. one I've never asked you on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. 
Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we have to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country. It's Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Hi, 
right, welcome back in. And I know Matt's got a tease that he had for me coming out, but uh, congratulations. We really talked about the Stallions today after we talked about Garth Brooks and Stallions early on a little bit. But, uh, man, Skip Holtz and what they've done, what, 8-0 now? And uh, just really had a great season and an ugly game, but uh, got it done this past weekend once again. And uh, a lot of excitement for the Birmingham fans, and I know they want to see them. They already got their ticket to Canton, Ohio, for the uh, playoffs, but uh, love to see a top undefeated. seed now. Yeah, they've undefeated. already assured that. And uh, but, no, it was love ugly. to see an undefeated season. Yeah, yeah they couldn't finish. Uh, they left the ball at the one. They missed two field goals, yet they still managed to eke out a ten to nine lead. Anybody that's grown up in the state of Alabama and began with the goal line stand, mm-hmm. Daniel Moore. Um, what a print. Yep. And it just boosted the there, career of Daniel. Sports Illustrated of it right there. Sit. Yeah. <laughs> Barry Cross. Good <laughs> grief. Um, but it, he went on to much fame. I would think as a kid growing up, mm-hmm. was it something you thought about? I'd like to be on a Daniel Most Moore print. Definitely. Really? Most definitely. And it, did you pose for it? Think, okay, somebody draw me. No. I mean, it, it, it was an honor, um, number one, because he was capturing all the great moments, whether it was Auburn, whether it was Alabama, yeah. even other schools that he went on and, and did other work with. But he was really known for uh, the goal line stand. Then Bo over the top was huge. Um, and then, so, yeah, so, I mean, that, that was um, very rewarding to be able to be a part of that. Uh, I told Daniel that many, many times. But he was, at that time, um, and, and still is, I mean, to me, the best at what he does. And he was able to capture those moments and the way that he took the, the time to, to, that he spent to do that and that he was able to take that and, and use that and had to I mean, talk about how brilliant he was at the time to not only become an artist but realizing that uh, there was a market out there for this and that people wanted to capture those things um, uh, on, on paintings like that. And uh, i got buddies of mine. I've got a number of them that I got. Actually, that was part of my deal was to get a number of the old ones that he had done uh, back in the day when we, we cut the deal together. And uh, he painted uh, that picture, and me and Sherman signed uh, pretty much uh, almost all, it seems like, a ton of, a ton of them uh, in one day. But that, that was a tremendous, tremendous honor to be a part of that. And, yes, Matt, um, not that I think about it as a kid so much, but once you get to Alabama and you know you got a shot and you're a quarterback and you think, okay, it would be really awesome to have a moment like that to where he could paint it. And um, and and that you would be re- that would be remembered for a lifetime through that painting. I'm very glad I asked. Yeah. I uh, did a long story on that very um, on the goal line stand and uh, that iconic shot uh, that Walter Yost, who re- he 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 shot more uh, SI swimsuit covers than anyone in history. Nasty break. <laughs> yeah, going to the most exotic places in the world with the most exotic women. Tough job, um, but uh, yeah. So so Yost snapped the 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 picture, and um, and I hung out with the Barry Cross for a while uh, for this piece. And um, Barry's the, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah but but the but the spirit of of the of the picture and the upward thrust of the angles has the uh, faintly echo the famous photo of the flag raising at Iwo Jima. And uh, and it was Daniel Moore. He saw the SI, and um, and he at the time was 25 years old, a graphic designer in Birmingham, and he that made the painting. And uh, I mean, now the goal line stand. Don't you think that is Daniel Moore's most recognizable? painting uh, absolutely yep. and i, I don't mean, think it, i'm both great but i don't it, think it's I even mean, there, close there's, really. there's no way to quantify this but i would say that the goal line stand painting 
is hangs in more dens, offices, restaurants, bars in Alabama than any other painting. Anything else? Yeah, I would say that, and probably the one with Coach Stalin as the ninety two championship where they're lifting him up. Yeah, um, that was huge. You remember uh, sellout? The tradition. Yeah, the one yeah. we had all the the uh, it had it was the ninety two. Um, is that the one you're talking about? The one that had it was the ninety two. Um, what was the year? The um, centennial. And Daniel had all the it was it was like a desk and it yeah. had all the different and it had the media the, the guide. History of, yeah. yeah, you could just kind of yeah, just pan yeah. the picture and you could go all the way from ears. With, no, I don't think ears with was on there. <laughs> bad bad example, but all the way through the stallings. But um, and uh, he once by the way, told uh, me in that one right there, he I was doing a story on it. He said one thousand easel hours. Wow. Think about it. Wow. So my, which Matt knew Matt, my, my uh, former father-in-law, he yes. owned a printing company called Print USA, but he worked at EBSCO. So he was a part of the printing group that actually ran, he ran the press for the goal line stand. So he got a lot of the, uh, the first, what they call press copies uh, that he had for years. And uh, I think signed by Daniel, signed by, by, by uh, some of the other guys uh, that, I don't know if Coach Bryant signed it or not, but, and, and that was when he had just, and not too long been in Birmingham at that point in time, but working for EBSCO, just very talented in that, and ended up owning his own printing company. But, um, yeah, that was that was very, very cool that so, he was a part of that. So going back to the goal line stand, uh, Penn State calls a timeout before, <laughs> right before that play, fourth and inches, and Joe Paterno wants to call a uh, – wants to fake a run and pass to the tight end. And if you, if you look at an Alabama, uh, their defensive coordinator was – and Donahue, um, he yeah. called the call was pinch, right? Right, and, and so that would have left the tight end wide open, mm -hmm. I believe. But uh, it was uh, the the assistant coaches at Penn State persuaded Paterno to hand the ball up to uh, to their uh, to uh, Gooman, their their uh, running back. And I talked to Gooman as well, and he took a great life lesson from this. He's like, you know what, things don't always go your way in sports. And he's passed that along to his kids. And, and, and to me, Gooman is almost a more interesting character in this painting than Barry Krause. Because it's, it's to me, I've, I've talked about this a lot. I like to write about people who come up a little short and what lessons they uh, discerned from that. And, um, yeah, that that painting, there there is a, a – or a, that, that cover of Sports Illustrated – there used to be, uh, 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 I don't know, it's like four feet tall, uh, mm -hmm. blow up of that in our offices in New York. We're showing the highlights of this uh, right now on Bama Insider Live, YouTube, and also our Facebook Live, um, as you can catch us each and every day from noon to two. But the, the play before this, Don McNeil, McNeil. Yeah. What, what, that to me was the one-on-one -on -one goal line stand that a lot of people forget about, and it was not painted about. So if you, I don't know if you can go back. In time here on this, and get a third down or whatever it was. Second down. It was third down. It was and third then they wanted to run that same play, yeah. but they decided to go over the top again. And that's when, um, during the timeout, I, I want to say it was Barry Lyons, but it could so have been um, Marty Lyons. Lyons. It could have been Barry. Yeah. But they looked down there and he was like, yeah. the offensive line was sitting there too, and he said, You better pass. <laughs> What a great line. That was awesome. uh, yeah, it was Lions who yeah. said that. You better pass. And, yeah, so it started with Penn State first and goal at the eight-yard line, trailing 14-7. First down, Gooman, the Penn State running back, gains two yards. Second down, Fusina uh, completes a pass to tight end. Fitzke goes out of bounds at the one. 
Before third down, Kraus, uh, he called the play in the huddle. Double X pinch. Sends every defender crashing into the middle to stop the run up the miss, up, up, up the gut. And um, that was when Wingo then stops uh, Matt Suvi yeah. just yeah, short of the goal line. And then fourth down as uh, fourth down is captured there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, is that is that uh, play, where does that rank in the annals of Alabama history? That is one it, right there, that's the one. So that's, yeah, run, that was second down. Yeah, I, I, second there down. was another yeah. running play after this. So run that uh, run that back if you can, Josh, if you don't mind real quick. I know this McNeil is not great radio. McNeil stood but, up a tight end. Yeah, that's took F- him Fitzky, out of the tight end. Yeah, I mean, Scott Fitzky. He is on the one-yard line, comes off his and guy. McNeil's breaking off coverage that's on the right. wide receiver. Yep, and I mean. That's well. Murray Leg diving at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still maintain Murray Leg doesn't get enough credit because once Krause hit Gooman, he still had a little momentum. That's and right. Leg came up and checked it him checked one him. more time, sure and he didn't have a chance to get right. you know second effort. But wow, what a what a great stroll down Daniel Moore print memory lane. <laughs> yeah, and, and, well, and, and, and Gooman still receives copy of the SI of this SI and uh, the he, autograph. Yes. That's great, and he always does it. Um, and he, you know, he told me uh, he went on to become the vice president at Oppenheimer Funds, so he, he did quite well for himself. But uh, and one of our great sponsors, Chris Schaefer, Schaefer Plastics, yeah. he's the one that gave me that. He gave me that. What about a, a oh, year yeah. ago? Two personal years ago. copy? Yes. He came in. He had all this Nebraska stuff, and he's like, "Hey, you probably would like this one." And his dad, or I think his dad, and, and and he as well were very much collectors of that kind of stuff. But, yeah, um, the, but the, it, but. The, r- r- Go ahead. I'm sorry, Jay. Uh, no, no, the one thing that Gooman told me that sticks out, and this mm-hmm. is the quote, I'm happy to sign the magazines because that play helped mold me into who I am today. That's cool. You've got to get up when you get down. I've learned that you can overcome defeat. That's awesome. Great That's quote. Terrific. Question and, of the and, day. And, and also, up. by the way, his five children went on to win 10 high school state championships in basketball and volleyball. <laughs> so his five children did went on to win 10? 10 high school championships in basketball and football. So there was uh, some cosmic justice. And I think what was amazing about wow. that play, and, and for me, like my dream was to play for Coach Bryant. I got the next best thing is Gene Stallings. I mean, characteristics, uh, the voice, everything. I mean, um, you know, it, because Coach Bryant passed, you know, passed away in '82, whatever. So then I look at that film, and I, I think I saw five of my coaches on that field that were with me oh, wow. in Alabama, whether they were in support staff roles like Coach Rutledge, whether they were Mal Moore on the sideline. I mean, it was amazing how a lot of that group came back, and that whole DNA of Coach Bryant was a part of that national championship in 1992. 13 years later, which would then span another 17 years till 2009. So in that 30-year period, just one championship, but it had Bryant's DNA all over it once again in 1992. All right, so we'll continue on the other side. And we got uh, coming up, Alex Bauman is going to also give us some of the uh, other stories in sports that we have not hit on. So we'll get to him coming up on the other side. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon, the chance of a few widely scattered showers through the evening hours. The high today, 90, tonight's low, 71. For tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and thunderstorms by afternoon. The high, 91. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 87 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
All right, I want to get to Alex Bow- uh, Bauman, excuse me, our, our intern. He's got some kind of stories that we haven't hit on and things that he wants to bring up with us. But real quick, before we do that, just real a minute, okay? Um, do you think assistant coaches will ever get to NIL? Because they got big names. They've got social media following. Will they be able to use or their, their contracts oh, and restrict you mean them? To get a better OC? Well, not only get a better OC, but just, yeah, I mean, or just to make money. Uh, I mean, you talk about a guy that's, you know, now that's out there that's doing so well and he could go to Alabama and be this, you know, office coordinator or assistant coach. Now let them make money off name, image, and likeness. It's going to increase their salaries, their potential. You continue to get the best coaching staff, not only is the best players. Will the is that something the NCAA would look at as wrong? Because I mean, again, it's all about your name, image, and likeness. I don't think you can stop any of it, really. No, not now. Uh, it's going to take federal legislation. Yeah. What 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 do you think Kiffin could make on social media? I, I'm not. I don't expect an answer. Yeah, a lot. But I mean, how many people follow him? How funny he is? Yeah. Good grief! Put you know, put a Applebee's logo on his forehead and go. <laughs> all right, Alex, what you got for us? Let me turn you on first. That'd be good, right? <laughs> Not turn you on in that way, but turn you on. <laughs> in an article by Victoria Sanchez, uh, she found in a United Kingdom study that of 172,000 people, in seven years, the people that drank coffee were 29 to 31% less likely to die than those who didn't. Well, Matt, you're in good shape there. Not today. Can't <laughs> Matt, find the coffee. Can't find. <laughs> no, I drink a lot of. Y'all know. You, yeah, I mean, I you, like coffee too. Um, yeah. Uh, I read that. Give those numbers again. 30%? 30%. 30%. Wow. Less likely to die. What do you guys? Uh, well, Jay's taking a different route. Mm-hmm. What do you got, the Mountain Dew going Mountain today? Dew, yeah. Um, no, I'm uh, man, I'm very happy now. <laughs> <laughs> because Matt, the other you're going li- to live forever, other, Matt. The other things that I've done in my <laughs> life would be like minus <laughs> 500 The coffee counteracts all of the, <laughs> the other, other no, toxins you poured into your body. No, I don't drink. <laughs> Are you a coffee drinker, Lars? Uh, not really. I didn't think so, yeah. But the, the, the coffee machine we had back there for a while, which they're, they're like, getting another one. It was unbelievable, the coffee. It was like the, nuclear. Yeah, yeah. the $1,000 coffee machine. No, yeah. $3,000. That was three? Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, but it you know it crushed the beans just for your cup. It was just <laughs> right. the espresso shots yeah, out was, there. Oh my gosh, crazy! Would, I would be it, shaking you did all the rest shots. of the day. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, Alex, Alex, here we go. Do you drink coffee? I don't. Oh, uh, you better start now, young man. <laughs> just, uh, okay. Pay so, no attention to those people no- that tell you that it stunts your growth. Story number two. Uh, if y'all didn't see, Rasheed Wallace got hired by the Lakers as an assistant head coach. Oh wow! Wow, the sky has fallen. <laughs> Didn't he lead the league in technicals forever? Yeah. By the Lakers. Boy, I bet he and LeBron will get along great, don't y'all think? He would, would have, he would not have gotten yeah. hired if LeBron That's didn't. That's about to say, uh, LeBron <laughs> gave his blessing right. on that one. Was, Le- LeBron now, runs that franchise. He is now the first and only mm. active billionaire. So what do you think about Rasheed Wallace getting another gig? I mean, didn't he, he has a lot of attitude issues, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Well, that's that's uh, yeah. I think on court, but off court, he's known as a pretty pretty good guy. Um, yeah. So he was assistant where at, um, Detroit, and then he was a head coach, Washington. Uh, right, I'm trying to remember. Um, no, I'm sorry. Um, head coach at Detroit um, High School. I think it was. Oh, he could have been yeah. a bad boy. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, golly, that was really that was a really good basketball yeah. team. You think back on it, um, all those with Mahorn and uh, Lambeer. Yeah, 
And then you had uh, Isaiah running the whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, guys, just last night in the NBA Finals, uh, Golden State uh, beats Boston by 19. Steph Curry was just uh, amazing, uh, dominated. And, uh, and Jordan Poole... Uh, that was the guy that really at the, the yeah. end of the third uh, quarter hits about about a forty three footer forty four footer, um, and so now the sh series goes back to Boston. Who do you like? I still like I like Golden State, but I think this is going to go seven. I mean, this is uh, I hope so. These two teams are so evenly matched, and it's it's, it's offense. It's classic offense versus defense. And I thought uh, Draymond Green played a huge role last night because of the defensive intensity he gave Golden State. Boy, he gets in their heads. And he is yeah, he's, still, yeah. he, he's borderline technical like every trip down the court. Yeah. <laughs> but he knows how far to push it, and that's part. But he was in that particular role. He didn't exist in well, game there was one. A, a, somebody, a, he, a Boston, somebody told him a, to body a, up. A Boston player accused him of trying to pull his pants down. Well, who doesn't do that? <laughs> Have you ever, have you not ever been going up for a rebound and you know the guy yeah. next to you is going to go yeah. up? You hold on to his pants and when he jumps up, he jumps out of his shorts. I mean, that's classic twelve and under basketball. <laughs> they don't do that in the NBA. Oh, uh, gosh. But yeah, it was a good bounce back game for Golden State. And Matt, you mentioned that you could see it coming, and I, I, I you, you could. You, you just felt, but you. Get, I think they had I think that. Boston yeah, yeah it would have been over yeah. uh and I think but I think Boston feels very good about splitting in San Francisco heading back east yeah and winning game 1 after the uh, Golden State now one of the, the, the Golden State had more time off because they won early so yeah. that could have been a little bit of rust for them not you know staying in rhythm or whatever else but I, I think Boston played good in Boston so the, what uh, Wednesday night is that right Wednesday yeah, and Friday Wednesday. why are they spreading these games out so far I thought they this, played this, this again gonna, Saturday this, this night is gonna take, no. this is going to take like three weeks to finish this final That's one. they hope yeah. they hope ticket sales TV yeah. I read where the highest rank, rated the highest rated NBA playoff game was less than the fewest number that watched one of the NFL playoffs. And oh, it was really, yeah, really, yeah. really. It's just, uh, well, the NFL owns everything as far as viewership is concerned. Not yes. everything. College football is still way up there. All right. Thank you all for listening in. And again, presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sonny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Oxford and Anderson. Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, I'm Jay Barker, Alex Bellman, our intern. And also Josh Smith, our producer, as always. Running StreamYard and Joe Gaither. Thank you down at Tide 100.9 FM, our flagship station. Have a great Monday. We'll be back tomorrow for our Tuesday edition. Tony Curry, Kip Kiefer, they'll join us tomorrow right here on the Jay Barker Show live from AVX. Hi, One this is Seven Men will face prostitutes.